Well, I wanted to hear the whole thing. Okay, no, it's great. Daniel Hupp. That is Daniel Hupp. Happens to be my son's roommate. As a, as, did you know that? <laughs> I did know that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know the guy, man. I know the band. You're with the band. <laughs> I'm <a> backstage access. <laughs> hey, this is Like Trees Walking. And uh, I am Michael J. Nelson, and across the table from me, you can't see the table, but I assure you it's there. There is a table. It's, it's an, I'd say it's an island more it than a table. Island. That is true. God, so. you busted me already. <laughs> already lies. caught lies. Lies. I yeah. tell a million lies before breakfast. Um, no, across the table from me is... David Berge, David pastor. Berge. Reverend. Pastor of... Um, uh, oh, I'm, <laughs> oh, wow, that was a stumper, huh? <laughs> Oh, my God, yeah. I'm the pastor at, uh, yeah, I'm the pastor at Mike's church, uh, yeah. Mike's church? Mike, I believe that the, it would be your the church, church. The church, of, it's not my church, it's Christ's it's, church. It's everybody's church. I'm Pastor David Bergie, MDiv. And uh, this is the podcast, Like Trees Walking, I think we mentioned that already, where we talk about the big, important issues of life, um... You know, where humanity meets eternity. Um, what did we say last where time? Where enemy meets bonomi. Oh, yes. Yes. A new phrase. Uh, we were discussing the word enemy, which maybe we could get to that later. Yeah, that's Let's, a good, like, like we'll get to enemy later. Not the phrase enemy, the word enemy. See how many lies I tell? It's just, if they come <laughs> out of me. <laughs> no, we talk about big issues and uh, do it from a Christian perspective because we want people to think, we think these things matter, that we're all facing the same uh, questions of the universe. And so it may seem like a small issue that leads to a bigger issue. And, and we talk about it with good humor and we welcome all points of view to listen and think about what we have to say. Yes, yes. It's profundity. With a dash of buffoonery. <laughs> you like that, did you? I, that, I made that up on the fly from last episode. Mrs. A Mrs. Dash of, uh, of uh, buffoonery. And Mike made me a delicious, a delicious cup of tea. It's uh, sweet and spicy, and I, uh, I think I repulsed Dave slightly by going, just like you, and then I made a really precious face and said, sometimes you're mostly you're sweet, but sometimes you're a little spicy. And I almost made myself sick doing it. <laughs> So that's the kind of but it's buffoonery true. you'll get from uh, Like Trees Walking. And so we'll take on that topic in a minute. And then in the second half, uh, an exciting thing. Oh, this is really we don't good. usually do this, but we're delving into the world of 90s music. So, uh, the dream of the 90s is alive on this podcast. We don't usually dive into it because it is generally awful. However, uh, we're going to quiz Pastor Dave on his knowledge of his generation's music. That is your generation, right? Yeah. People try to put us down Talk talking about, about your my generation. generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hope I die before I get old. Oh, that's that's yeah, that's probably like the quintessential boomer lyric right there, yeah, right? Exactly. Hope I die. And now they're just all old and never trust anyone over thirty. No, now they're all old and on diabetes maintenance medication. <laughs> Sorry, boomers. We love you. All right, so let's get into the big topic. And this is a I believe this is the first for Like Trees Walking. Pastor Berge alerted me that uh, he was going to spring the topic on me. I have no idea what we are about to discuss, so maybe I'll uh, once you bring it up, I will have nothing to say, and I'll I just th- sit in a corner. I think you'll have lots to say. Oh, okay. All right, well, well or something Dave. to say, <laughs> like a thing or two to say. Okay. And it's not that, I don't know why I'm springing on you, just sometimes you feel weird about something, you just don't want to like say it before, and it's really like 
it's very non-controversial and very oh, basic. Okay. So it's like this is one of the bigger. This is like opening Al Capone's vault. Um. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's set up as a huge tease, and there's nothing in there. And it's like, oh, that's the most like discipline. This is like the most normy thing I could do as a pastor. But uh, this is a, I think, a, a, a worth worthwhile topic for us delving into. Um, and so this is the question that I often run into as a pastor, either explicitly or or implicitly, when it comes to people really asking that question. Okay what do I do after I believe? What are the actual practices I can engage in to, uh, the phrasing usually goes deepen, deepen my faith. Okay. So how does one go from sort of a surface level, you know, or Mm -hmm. shallow sense of their own Christian faith and identity and discipleship and walk to deeper, you know, how do I go deeper? That's Mm. a, that's a question I get a lot. So this is not like an apologetics question no, as much as a like, Okay, I've already, you know, we we did the like we did the one pod top. What do I do if I believe? Right. You know? And so we did that. And then how about a what then? You know, for the person who feels like um they're kind of questioning or they're stagnant or they want they're they're feeling this sense of lack. Like I believe this, but like isn't there something more to this? And what can I do about it? Hmm. Is, See See, I have a very shallow faith, and I'm not a very deep guy, so I do have nothing to say. As it turns out, isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. No, uh, and and what uh, you obviously have oh, much to say I about do. this. I do. So I, I'll, I'll I'll role play it. Then I'm the guy, and I'm knocking on your door, mm-hmm. Pastor. Yeah. Can I come in? Do you have open office no, hours? No, I'm, I'm 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 busy oh, studying shoot. right All now. Right. All right. Okay. Cut head six <laughs> hours. <laughs> Is it time yet? This, this guy again. <laughs> Can I? Can I come in? I have something very important to oh, talk just to got, you about. Just got a phone call. Oh, just gosh. got a phone call. Okay, I'll come back. Okay, cut ahead three weeks. Hey, I went on vacation. I went to the Azor Islands, and I just wondered, do you have time now, Pastor? Yeah, all right. I guess I do come in. <laughs> I, I've just been wondering, man. I I believe, but uh, I, I, I'm feeling like I, I need to go deeper. What? What? What do I do, Pastor? Why are you reading that book? Put your phone down. Please listen to me. And go. All right. So, yeah, this is a... And this is a question that... uh, This has been my answer. This has been just a real revelation to me over the past, uh, you know, over the past year or so, I would say. And it speaks to actually one of the areas in my own ministry where I was the absolute worst pastor in this area. I was an abject and total failure in this. Okay. So I'll say first... I, yeah, I'm in a yeah. This is like true confession. So my time. yep my 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 first response, my initial response to this person, and this is sort of the, I'll speak to this, then move on to really what I want to talk about. But of course, if you believe beginning regular weekly participation in a you know church worshiping community is like the sine qua non, you know, like go to you know go to church, you know, you believe you got to go to church, you got to be there like basically every week. And uh, without excuse, and that's going to be very transformative for you. You know, mm-hmm. find a place that's good enough and just show up and keep showing up because you're going to be getting, you know, you're going to be getting scripture, you're going to be getting worship, you're going to be getting the sacraments, like you're going to be getting the your brothers and sisters in Christ, prayer, all those things. You're going to show up on a Sunday morning or Sunday night, where whenever you go to church, and boom, that's that's the that's the number one most important thing. But this second thing is really important. 
Um, and, and I was so bad at it. And this has to do with basically committing your uh, giving. Being generous in your giving is, mm. is an incredibly transformative process. Um, and I would say that as right up there, right after going to church, committing yourself to a regular discipline of sacrificial um, financial giving is incredibly important. And Wow, that's number two. That's number two, yeah. It's number two because... Um, what's, uh, so what did Jesus talk about? Uh, the thing he talked about most in the Gospels is the kingdom of God. So no, that's number one, that thing that Jesus mm-hmm. talked about. Number two thing he talked about was money, resources. And the main way he talked about it was he warned people about it, that it was mm-hmm. dangerous. And why, or, or he, he talked less, but some about the responsibility of those who have it to use it generously. But mainly when he talked about money, he was warning people about it. And why was he doing that? And I think we see that in our culture probably just as much or maybe even more so than in the you know, first century was its propensity to become an idol. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because, and we all know this to be true intuitively, right? Money is something that, and I've, you know, I've never been a multimillionaire, so I don't know what it's like to like have more than you could ever possibly spend. You know what I mean? Where it's just literally like, uh, oh, how much money do I have? Like, I don't know, a bajillion dollars and I'll never want for anything. And I can basically get whatever I want whenever I want it. You know, you could uh, buy a jet ski, (laughs) use it once and throw it away. Exactly. That kind of money. But, you know, 99.9% of people are not in that situation. And so for most of us, even if even though we live in the most prosperous society, you know, in the, in the history of the world, we enjoy an incredibly high standard of living. You know, we live like kings of old could only have dreamed of. Uh, there is this sense of like insecurity around money. Like I need to have more. And so that's why I think it be, is, has such that propensity to become an idol is our sense of security is wrapped up in it. You know, like mm-hmm. instead of in God, it's like, do I have enough? Will I have enough? Can I make ends meet? What happens if I have to become like downwardly mobile or cut back? So there's a lot of fear and anxiety um, wrapped up in money. And so it becomes, and there's always a sense of it's, I'd say this never, I don't have enough. I never have enough. And so it has this very strong propensity, this overwhelming propensity, I would say, to become an idol. This sense that I just don't have an, enough, which says something, one, about its importance and value for us. And two, it also says something about our understanding of God that he's not going to provide, like that we don't have what we already need. He hasn't provided us what we already need. So it gives this overwhelming power to money, resources, wealth in and of itself. And it has a very underwhelming picture of God and God's generosity. So how do we, how do we flip that script? How do we dethrone the idol and enthrone God? And I believe it's through generosity because that's a very tangible way of you know, disabusing wealth of its power in our lives. Are you saying, as the great Red Hot Chili Pepper said, that you should give it away, give it away, give it away, yes, give, it, give away it away now? now? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. give it away now. And so why I think this is, why I think it's, I was so bad at talking about it is because having this conversation, when you're talking about generosity in the Christian life, is it's like, oh, of course, pastor. Pastor's and, talking about money and where sh- And where should you give that money? To the church. And what does that money go towards? Paying your salary and buying your private jet. Right. You, you have know. one, right? 
<laughs> you know, it's just a Cessna. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not you know it's nothing, man. Yeah, but no, there's that like there's this very strong sense of uh, guilt amongst pastors when they talk about money because it feels you know self serving since. In most churches, you know, let's say over 50% to two-thirds of the budget goes towards paying salaries. Now, and in the nonprofit world, there's a lot of talk of, well, you know, none of our expenses go to paying salaries because somehow we've equated salaries with bad, you know, as opposed to saying, well, what's the mission of the organization? What do we need to do to fulfill our mission, you know? And if that's paying the salary of XYZ person, good. Like, that's great. That's a good use of our resources. But pastors are very bad. And me in particular, I was very bad at talking about this because I felt so self-serving and doing it. But uh, it's sort of like you got to get over yourself because yeah. it's not about, again, it's not about me and, and my hangups. Um, it's about how do you, if this is so important, how do you talk about it well um, and practice it well uh, so that you can... Uh, so that, you know, you can lead, I'm a, I'm a pastor. One of the meanings of that is I shepherd my people, right? I'm supposed to lead my people into the places where God wants them to be so they can uh, be flourishing. And so I was just, didn't want to go, I just didn't want to go there, you know? And in such, and in such a way, I was just further reinforcing this idolatry. So this is a true confession. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, what do I do to go deeper? Commit to regular proportional that means percentage, not just like a dollar amount, you know? Yeah. But like uh, 10 bucks in the plate. Like, no, think about you, a proportional percentage-wise, regular, as often as you get paid or around that much, and a sacrificial, like this means something. Yeah, I remember C.S. Lewis, I think, put it, we talked about him last episode, we talk about him a lot, what are we going to say? Um, he said, how much? And, and his he basically landed on the, uh, who knows, it it should hurt, is basically, yeah. Like, yeah. it should be like a, ooh, ah, and that means that you are letting go of that, that idol that you're, you're, you're dethroning that idol bit by bit. Yeah. And and how do you know that you're confronting an idol? It start making, you start feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. you like, can I like really like, yeah, then you know, you're in a good place. And that's, what's hard too, as a pastor is you, we're generally caring, you know, people, people. So we want to have folks feel good. We don't want to make them feel bad, (laughs) you know, and uncomfortable. That's, that's the, stereotype that's the role we kind of play into we're the comforter of the sick and the you know the curer of souls but sometimes that medicine you got to give some hard medicine sometimes you yeah. know yeah yeah i have a, a a good friend who uh if he goes to a new church if the pastor doesn't mention hell at some point he he walks out <laughs> He's an eccentric man. He, he wants to be reminded that he's going to hell. He wants Don't the worry. hard medicine. You're going to hell. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, yeah, you, you're, you're not just there to just offer comfort and pats on the back. Although you will do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. free hugs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not generally a hugger. Yes. I'm not a verse hug. And you know the, side, the, the old Christian side hug. The Christian side hug, I'll go, I'll go that far. That Christian side hug's a great innovation. It is. <laughs> it is in the in the history of because it's like not oh you're not too handsy or like grabsy, you know it's real comfortable. There's a uh, uh, another friend of mine. I, my stories. I I just don't want to name <laughs> names. I, I just don't want to give the person's name. But he said uh, he joined the Presbyterian Church because he felt it was the least amount of hugging. Which I know is a good. <laughs> 
think that's generally true. <laughs> so yes, uh, so that that Mike, in terms of this question, people are sitting there. You know, some people are listening to this pod, and I think many of them are Christians. You know, though we invite all people, I think many of them are people of faith already, of Christian faith, and they are saying like, okay, what do I do? You know, what now? And this is man, boom! Right after regular participation and membership in a church, you know, and attendance on Sunday mornings, like this act of giving, tangible giving, is a real, it's like a real barometer for like how much do you, you know, how mm-hmm. much do you believe this and how much does this really mean or matter to you? Are you willing to like not just give God sort of this, your time on a Sunday morning and your intellectual assent, you know, saying, yeah, yeah, I believe this. I think this is great. But like your actual physical, tangible resources. Are you willing to commit those to the cause? Give your goods up. Yeah, give your goods, man. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you, on this subject, this is a theological question, and I've I've held this in my head, and I want to see if it's correct. Uh, The rich young ruler who went went away very sad after Jesus told him what he should do to get the kingdom of God, and he says, give away everything that you have and Mm -hmm. come and follow me. And the rich young ruler goes away because... He's sad because he was very well. He had much. Yes. He had much. Uh, now we don't hear from him again, right? No. Is it? It's possible that he did that. He just went away sad, right? It's possible that he actually did end up being a follower. That's all I'm asking. Yes. Yeah. There's no since there's no record of him. So that's just my positive spin on it. Maybe he thought about it and went, "All right." I'm doing it. Well, and right after that, uh, you know, it seemed, it is possible. And right after that, you know, the disciples go, this is incredibly hard teaching. Yes. Who, who, like, who can, who be, can sa- be, who can be saved then? And right. Jesus goes, what's impossible? You know, he, from a human perspective, everything is possible with God. So that would fall into the everything is possible with yeah. God, though. This yeah. man walks away sad and we don't hear from him again. And we're supposed to think, like, what happened to that guy? Of course he could have come around. There you go. He could have come Thank around you. at the end. Thank you for answering that. Or he could, Mike, you want to hear about he, Or he could be looking at us, up at us now from hell. <laughs> That's going on. <laughs> <laughs> your friend, now your friend's heard about hell. Wow, that took no, a I'm dark kidding. turn. But there is, the, there is the parable, speaking of hell, uh, there's the, the parable of uh, the rich man Lazarus and Divas. Yes. You know, that's what they, they called it. There's like the guy who was, you know, this. Jesus tells this parable about this guy who was, I mean, a, a sort of a comical juxtaposition of two people. One man is incredible. He's like opulently wealthy, you know. And then there's this man who is like this poor beggar who's outside of his gates. And he's, he's leprous. He's covered with sores and the dogs the lick dogs his sores. Him, yeah. It's just this disgusting picture. And then he dies and is you know, carried up to heaven to Abraham's bosom and uh, the rich man dies and he goes, you know, basically to hell. And uh, there's this dialogue you know, across, <laughs> the, across the divide. But again, another warning about the dark power that like trusting in wealth um, as this false idol, you know, can have. And uh, my final question, Pastor, yeah. since I got you here, um, <laughs> since I'm in your office uh, and your office hours are open, I'm glad I finally got to talk to you. Um, no, the, the, the saying is not money is the root of all evil. The, mon- the saying is the love of money. The love of money is at the root of all kinds of evil, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? I don't know. You chap- chapter and verse, Mike. I mean, yeah, if you were asking me, it, I, Pastor, what does it say? I would, I would have said the love of money is the root of all evil. But, but that's an important distinction, the love of money. It's not the money itself. People can possess money and have it not be their idol. So yes, those things. Nothing is impossible for God. No, so. and have I mean having like having money 
to then be generous with is a great thing, you know? And if yeah. you're good at making money, I mean, that's an excellent thing to be good at making money. Um, and uh, being, being generous with that and how you use that in, of course, not just your giving practices, but your business practices as well. I mean, that's a, 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 a you can discover your Christian vocation in creating a business or running a business or making money and, uh, and being generous with how you run your business and generous with how you give away those resources. Like, that's a great thing. That's a gift. That's something to be very thankful for. Um, and if you get in that practice of, of being generous and of giving away, like there will, nothing is more compelling, I think, than a, for a church than to be a generous church, right? That yeah. these are a group of people who are in it together and are very generous with one another and out into the world. Like that's like, that's an incredibly compelling, um, picture of, you know, for people who are skeptical about religion to pick. No, this is just like people just show up here and they give and they give from what God has had them to bless other people. That's a beautiful, amazing, compelling thing. That is wonderful. Um, and where your treasure is, there, there your, your heart, heart also lies. I know I've been rambling for a long time, but this is very... No, you, this is, you, you gave him the hard medicine, but I think there was a teaspoon of sugar... A teaspoon of that sweet and spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I got sweet and spicy. But just saying, if you can try to commit yourself to regular sacrificial giving, that's going to make a huge difference. And it's going it, to, you will be amazed at what God can do through that. When, you're, when you start dethroning idols, good things start happening. I love it. All right, let's take a break. And yes. when we come back, we will uh, we'll do our word of the day. And then uh, Wad. we've we've never done it, but that's I guess that's a new department. I'm going to call it a new department. Ooh, it's been called. All right, and, and so then uh, and then we also have that '90s music quiz. Dave is on the spot, so uh, gear up for that, and we'll be back in just a moment on Like Trees Walking. Hi everyone, it's Pastor Dave. Just giving my regular appeal in each and every episode. So if you could, if you have the time, if you could make the time, uh, it, it would be really, really helpful and beneficial to us if you could go on iTunes, um, figure out a way, take the time, take the one minute of your life, if you don't know how to do it, to rate and review us on iTunes. That's incredibly helpful um, for people discovering the pod and knowing that this is actually something that people listen to and is worth listening to. If you go look up a pod and you're like, oh, wow, they have like 40 reviews, like, People actually like that. So this stuff really does matter. Um, perception is reality in this case. And uh, there's other ways you can find us and follow us and interact with us. We have all our old episodes and everything on LikeTreesWalkingPod.com. There's the Facebook page that you can like. Uh, of course, there's the Twitter shenanigans of at Michael J. Nelson um, and at David underscore Berge, uh, or at LTWPod. So thank you so much for listening, um, for taking the time to give us your feedback, and for sharing this with other people. We really, really, really appreciate it. Let's get back to the pod. And we are back. This is Like Trees Walking. That was Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave is still here. Yes. And uh, any anything to wrap up that first part, the uh, where you gave them that strong medicine. Man, it's just where 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 your treasure is. That's where your heart is. And uh, if you want to take faith 
from being this, you know, ethereal, woolly, you know, abstract, just lives in your head thing, which it's not. But so often we can sort of treat it in that way. It's like, oh, yeah, I just have to get the mental furniture in my head arranged the right way. You know, uh, no, no, no. Like that, that, that belief and practice inform, shape and reinforce uh, one another. And so, you know, besides, of course, you know, believing in your heart and confessing with your tongue, uh, participating in, in, in a church. And part of that participation is regular, proportional, sacrificial giving to that community and beyond that community as well. Um, that's going to be transformative and transformative for you because it's, it confronts you with this, oh, am I really willing to go there where I'm willing to give up something that I have and that most of us hold on to incredibly tightly? And once we start grabbing onto, stop grabbing onto these things and start opening our hands, um, we'll find that not only are we like letting go of its power over us, but we're opening our hands to receive the grace and good things that God wants to give us. Not in a prosperity gospel sense, yes. but, but in the sense of receiving the good things in terms of um, the areas of our life that God wants to, to use us um, to be his, you know, be his instruments of his kingdom. Dave, I would say that the message you just gave was a little bit sweet and spicy. Mm, like the tea which you brewed for me, Mike. <laughs> That's right. Well, hey, we have a new department, and then we'll get to the quiz. Our new department, we need a theme for. Dave, hit it with the theme. Word of the day. <laughs> Word of the day. For the second version of that, I will note for the listeners at home that he did sort of a Michigan J. Frog, uh, arms extended, <laughs> big showy uh, chorus a, line type thing. Was Michigan J. Frog invented for the WB, or did he exist no, no, before he, that? No, no, he was from the, the Warner Brothers. If folks, if you're too young, you won't remember that they they created a network called the WB. Yes. And uh, the, it's spokesperson, spokes creature, spokes character, <laughs> spokes amphibian was Michigan <laughs> J. Frog, a uh, sort of operatic voiced frog with a top hat and tails, I believe. Putting on the Ritz. Yeah. <laughs> and Dave is doing all of his movements right now. But let's get to it. Word of the day. What is our word of the day? Enemy. 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 Spelling, please. A. N O M I E. Okay. Um, Could you use word it in origin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm ready to spell it now. <laughs> the, the spelling bee would be a lot easier. Uh, a spelling, please. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I see what you uh, did there. I tricked you. Anime, what does it mean? Do you want me to tell them? Yeah, I do. Want okay. You to tell, I want you to tell them. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. We were talking about the condition of this, and I believe I came up with the word, and Dave looked it up, and I was right for Mike once. Mike had the perfect, perfect definition. I mean, literally, it was like he was reading. It is when a society begins to drift away from its own teachings and morals, the glue that holds the society together, the mores, the morals, the moral core and center of a society begins to erode and people are adrift and purposeless, correct? Enemy. Enemy. That's a perfect definition. Alienation between the individual and the collective, or the, the individual and the social. Uh, that's a state, a condition of enemy. It was coined by the great, one of the fathers of uh, the discipline of sociology, Emile Durkheim, French sociologist, uh, turn of the century, um, and uh, fin de siècle uh, type figure and uh yeah so he coined this phrase back in back in the late 1800s and uh and yeah 
Mike got it. Spot on. Anime. And um, <clears throat> I disturbed Dave by coming up with this phrase that I think I'm going to put on a T-shirt. It is, uh, let's have a little less anime and a little more bone of me. Huh? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and uh, if, if I'm ever wearing that T-shirt and you see me, you have my full permission to punch me directly in the face. No questions asked. I will not press charges. And if Mike is not wearing that T-shirt, just, just punch him in the stomach. <laughs> like Houdini. And I'll die, on, I'll die on Halloween a couple weeks later. All right, Dave. That's a, gr- that's a great segue, too. Isn't that a great segue? <laughs> hey, they can't all be gems. Um, speaking of dying by getting punched in the stomach, let's get to our 90s quiz. Was yes, that better? our 90s music <laughs> quiz, which, of course, we are recording right now, right? We are absolutely 100% recording. I love, love that do a little. Well, why don't you just launch into it, and uh, we'll know if we have the sound for it. Here. That we're, sounds great. We're plugging into the board. Yep. So and just see. so you so you can play it at home if you want to play at home while you're listening, uh, you can just Google Slate 90s Music Quiz. The format is such that it's kind of like a Wheel of Fortune format, so like you type letters and it fills in the blanks. So I'm going to be typing. It's a little kludgy, so Dave's going to be in and out of typing. So I will be vamping while he does that. Yeah, so I'll do some, like, naming the song, and then I'll type so I can move on to the next one. But it's one second. We got one second. during that, I'll be doing golf announcing. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Dave is pressing the button. This is one of the most, this is like the 90s in a guitar riff. Do you smell something, Mike? Uh, (laughs) Yes, I do. Why, it smells like teen spirit. Yes, it does. And uh, we're we're a hundred percent confident on this one, right? Your, yeah. What's your confidence level? A thousand percent. Okay. Yep. It yeah, is. Smells it. like Teen Spirit by the band Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Like incomprehensible lyrics. Oh yeah. This is El Tobel La Alegría Macarena. Wait, you know? Uh, that's my like version of whatever oh, the lyrics. Oh, you're doing the pig oh, Latin. Ma- right now, Mike is doing the dance. He's, yes, I am. Uh, yep. oh, he's, arms. Oh, he's, he's shaking his hips, wiggling his hips, and turning. Aight! I can say for the record, I have never done it. It was, a, of course, a, a worldwide craze and, a, of course, a wedding craze. I, I was going to say, imagine being at a wedding in like the mid-90s when this came out. It was crazy. It was everywhere, and I never did it, so... I feel point, like you should come back. Pride. Millennials getting married. Bring back the Macarena at your wedding. Yeah, like the chicken dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. My mom loves the chicken dance. <laughs> she... Loves it. All, All right, right. What do you got next? All right. Next is... Here we go. <sighs> Famous. Is this? I would not know this. Coolio. The great part of this is we're hearing every other noise on your computer, too. <laughs> that's, so. is, is that No, that's yours. Was that my phone? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's, yeah. there's so many things down here. Bass heavy. It is based. Gangsta's Paradise. Oh, nice. By? The great Coolio. How's he doing? How's Coolio? <laughs> Did he move on to be like a, you know, a producer who owns No, I think Coolio has jets. not like had a great post-fame career. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. He's, but he's still alive, so oh. there's that. <laughs> Another day above ground. Okay. That's... A basic. That sounds like uh, something from the loops on GarageBand or something. <laughs> uh, we're not accidentally just pressing that, are we? <laughs> no, I, ha- that's, I have that's from the quiz. I, I don't know no what that idea. is. I have no idea, but I will. Since this gives me like the, uh, this gives me like a a uh, wheel of fortune option. I'm just going to type in R S T L N E, 
and it actually filled in enough letters that I can guess that this is a song called You're Still the One. But that, isn't that a song like, You're Still, still the, the One, You're the One. Yeah, it was the, it was the Out theme. Out here having fun. In the 70s. still the one. It was CBS's uh, thing they did. I don't know who the band was. But. Is this, You're Still, no, that's not that one. We'll find out. Still the one who so, can scratch my itch. I always thought that was a gross lyric. That's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> People at home, someone at home is like, or listening is going like, it's just still the one by this person. Oh, by the great Shania Twain. Ah, Shania Twain. Uh, the video is like her. There's waves crashing on the beach. Um, Shania oh, Twain. Is her real name Shania Clemens? Is that... T- that's- <laughs> That's a wow. terrible joke. I'm sorry. Wow. A wonderful Mark Twain joke Mike just made. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess they said we'd yeah, never I've, make it. I vaguely recognize that. Oh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I, I don't know this one. This is, it's like, very iconic. Dramatic. Yeah. It sounds Ow. What if I do that? Does oh, that help? Ow. That does help a lot. <laughs> that sort of nasally, uh, auto-tuned voice. Would that be... Brittany Spears? Yeah, it's your favorite musketeer. Yeah. One, I just found out uh, that, uh, uh, like, no, what was his, what's, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling was on that, too. Mm-hmm. I always, I knew, like, Bieber and Aguilera and, yeah. uh, and uh, Brittany were on it. I didn't realize Ryan Gosling was on it. Yeah, yeah. And was, um, what is uh, JT, Justin Timberlake was, he oh, yeah. was like a child performer, but yes. he wasn't. He, he, he was a Mouseketeer, wasn't he? Or no? No, oh, no, no. I don't know. I no, don't I don't know. think he was a Mouseketeer. I feel like I saw some video of him as a little kid, like wearing a little bow tie and doing just the the very talented JT. Though his song, uh, his new song, which is like a it's like a ripoff of that happy song, like happy. Oh sure. It's like Mike. Now he has his own. Like can't fight the feeling. I just dance, dance. I haven't heard. This. I was recently at a wedding, and like the second, the first song we played, we went out on the floor. We were dancing. It was "Party in the USA." Miley Cyrus is <laughs> great. "Party in the USA." We were out there dancing, cutting a rug. Then they put on the. Uh, just dance. I immediately uh, protested by leaving the dance floor. Did everyone else? Uh, no, but it, that's, it's just such a bad, it's like such an mm. awful song. I'll have to listen to it. I do not know. I can't fight the feeling. It's just garbage. You'd be shocked to know that I'm, I'm not a Justin Timberlake. Oh. Oh, I <laughs> this know is this. distorted, but this is. Here. Turn yours yeah. down. I'll turn mine up. We're, we're doing this on the fly. I know it. Uh, Whitney Houston. That's right. And I, I, I will always love you. See, I, could, I still got a little head voice you got there. Pipe. Oh, okay. you got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who wrote this song? The great Prince Rogers Nelson. <laughs> no. No, not my dad, Prince Nelson. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it's a classic by uh, Dolly Parton. Oh. The wonderful Dolly Parton. Dollywood. You ever been to Dollywood, Mike? I have not. I have you, not. You kids live in Nashville. Shouldn't you go to Dollywood? <laughs> is it near? How near is it to uh, Nashville? Is it in Nashville? I thought it was in Nashville. I don't know. I'm sorry. If you know, please message the show. Yes. And if you have any connections to get Mike into Dollywood. Please do. You go to Nashville several times a year. I do. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. Here. Uh, I'm going to... That's Don't Bring Me Down by ELO. <laughs> Don't Bring Me Down. It's very, it's very, to me it feels bass heavy. Yeah. Almost, 
like there's a someone who's really good is at using what would you call someone who's really good at using the bass uh, all about the bass. I'd say bass master. <laughs> all about that bass. About that bass. No trouble. Uh, no, no, I'd say they're an ace of the bass. Ah, I'd say they're an ace on their bass. And uh, 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 would you say that though? I don't think you would, but I'm gonna go with your premise. But what an ace of bass? It's not all that she wants, is it? I saw the sign, and it opened up his mind. I thought it was eyes. Oh, was it? Okay. But could have been mine too. I think either one's open to being liable to be open. The great Swedish, it's the best Swedes in pop since ABBA or ABBA. Ooh. Oh, what? Oh, what is that? That also sounds. Like, I literally have no that idea. That sounds like a Garage Band loop as well. Slap bass. A slap at a bass. Slap bass loop number uh, number four on Garage R- Band. S T F L. Oh, it's Jeremy. Oh, by Pearl Jam? Yeah. Ugh. The fake Nirvana. Ugh. And like Eddie that Vedder. Voice. Oh, I can't my gosh. Stand that voice. I feel like anyone, if they just sort of close their throat down a little and sort of grunt, they could sing like him. And they showed him so much during when the Cubs won the World Series. They like showed so much Eddie Vedder, oh, like just boy. loving the Cubs. <laughs> oh, here we, you, you've you stepped on that one. Sorry, there. Mike. Am I your fire? I don't know this. I don't even know a- the reference. Am I your one desire? What is this? Tell me why. Oh, this was one of my great high school riffs. Is like I would yell out at sporting events. This is obnoxious, but also got a lot of laughs. Just you'd be sitting in the middle of a volleyball game and then just yell out, "Tell me why." And it was from this song, I Want It That Way, by the Backstreet Boys. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I vaguely recognize the Tell Me Why. And Backstreet Boys... Uh... Different than NSYNC. Okay. This was like... Uh... Who's in it? Joey Fatone? Uh, jo- yeah, I think Joe. <laughs> I think he's in it. Lance Bass is in it. Uh, the guy who had heart surgery is in it. <laughs> the guy who had heart surgery. <laughs> uh... uh, uh uh, God, the, the brother of the one white guy who did the rapping, the little of. Uh, I don't know what you. Oh, 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 that's. Is this like from Titanic? Yes, it is. My heart, My will, heart go will go on. Oh yeah. I was watching a. Uh, I don't know. There was a doc on a, a movie I had to review or something. Maybe I had to review Titanic. And the producer for the movie said that she sang that in the studio the first time. And there was executives everywhere. And when she turned around, all of them were like head in their hands, weeping. And I was like, what is wrong with you people? Are you okay? You're that like emotionally you would unstable. I, I <laughs> she said it was as a point of pride. And I thought, you guys need help. Yeah, what is wrong, wrong with you? Paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> I feel like there's a point in the song where she basically unhinges her jaw like a snake to hit that <laughs> higher note. I was uh, uh, I visited Montreal once, and we went we went to the church where she was married. She As, married to like a ninety year old man. Purpose? Yeah, no, 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 no. We just it, we <laughs> oh, just it found just out. Happened. No, it was it's not like a pilgrimage. Very, it's a very it's like the Cathedral Montreal or something like that. Okay, yeah. all right, that's a yeah. missable man. Well, what? Oh, that's a little hootie. No, it's Put on not. a little deal down. Uh, 
No, it's not. I only want to be with you, is it? That's my. That's I'm. That's my guess. Yep. Only wanna. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> my favorite Hootie and the Blowfish lyric. The dolphins the, make the, me cry. The, the dolphins make me cry. Has someone made that into like a T-shirt? I'm sure they have. Do, do you know that somebody told me that that is. Uh, this is complete hearsay, so I'm not claiming this is fact, but told me it was about the Miami Dolphins, that he would watch his team, and the Dolphins made him cry. I thought it made him a little more sense if, like... It, it makes him he just, seem the a one, lot. The wonder of Dolphins somehow makes him cry, so, <laughs> like but, but I don't know which is worse. I can't figure he's it out. He's just sitting on a beach, and like sees a pot of Dolphins go by, and he's like, it's so wet. I don't it's know what beautiful. to do with it. I just don't know. They make me cry. But I guess it's the Miami Dolphins I hope it's. Cry. I hope it's the Miami Dolphins. But that doesn't make... That's no better. I only want to be with you. Is he crying from the sheer beauty of their eye formation, or what? I don't, I don't know. Do the are the I know Hootie is still active, but are the Blowfish? Um, I only listen to the Blowfish, um, so <laughs> I, I have a machine that tunes out. Now Hootie, the do- so. now the dolphins make him cry, and a dolphin is a Blowfish, correct? I mean, that's another name for a <laughs> right for a marine I don't think mammal. They have a blowhole. They have a blow fo- They have a blowhole on the top of their head. Is that called? Do you it's call just a breathing hole? I mean, I that's know. a blow. <laughs> is that a Blowfish? I'm just making this up. Maybe it's an oblique le- reference to tensions within the band. The dolphins make me cry because they're a blowfish. That's wow, a reach. Yeah, okay. I think that's a reach. But in fuego, they rarely touch. I I what was that? Oh. I, I, oh. Oh. I know I'm this. drunk, but I'm sober. I'm dumb, but Alanis, I'm honest. Isn't it? What it all boils down to is that everything's going to be fine, fine, fine. I got one hand in my pocket. There we go. These song titles are hard to come up with. Isn't this ironic that you're typing this in here? Don't you think? <laughs> a little too ironic. Yeah, I really do think. Okay, the song title of this is not coming very naturally to me, so what would you call it? Oh, uh, Jagged Little Pill? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, something, the last word is no. Oh. Oh. I have no idea. Oh, go. I know what I know. I don't... Doctor, no. Um, uh, oh, my God. He's struggling here, oh, folks. Oh, you ought to know. Oh, okay. Yeah. This Is this the song that's about... This is the song that's about, like, uh, Uncle Joey? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> Which <laughs> paints a very disturbing portrait of Dave Coulier. That's right. And... <laughs> Very famously in my own life, so not famously at all, uh, we were doing karaoke. I was youth pastor in Ohio. We were doing karaoke at a lock-in, and a kid had me start singing "You Ought to Know," and he didn't, it didn't it listen to that song and try to guess when I stopped it and oh, shut it down. Yeah, yeah, I have a good guess. It was before the theater. Yes. <laughs> Woo! I'm proud of myself for getting "You Ought to Know." She was on a, uh, one of my favorite Canadian kids shows. She was also a teen performer, right? Yeah. What's up with all these teen performers getting screwed up? Here's another question. Is anyone still listening to Alanis Morissette? I don't know. What? That's my standard reaction to the first second. What? John Denver, Rocky Mountain High. Um, no, do you know it? No. 
Not at all. So you, you uh, just, you're just entering letters now, and we're going to see? Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. We're ant. Oh, man. What are you doing? I'm trying to... You, you know we're on a podcast, right? <laughs> you know that we're supposed to be... <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're supposed to... Be. Yeah, but I can't see you're like squinting and looking at the thing. You're like, give me some clue. What's happening? Ca- Canada's own. Jewel. Oh, I don't know what this is called. You know Jewel? You were meant for me. Oh, okay. Because it's distorted, I'm going to turn it down just a little bit. Dreams last for so long, even after you're gone. Do you uh, have her books of poetry on your shelf at home? Does she wrote poetry? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is she good? What do you think? Probably, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know this one. This one's like a deep cut. Uh, oh, I have no oh, idea. Oh, yeah. This is Juicy by the Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> it was all a dream. We used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and Heavy D off in the limousine. Uh, birthdays was the worst days, but now we drink champagne when we thirsty. Wow. Chapter and verse of what is it called again? Juicy. Juicy. Okay. Oh, such a great song. Oh, yeah. He's like, this goes out to my teachers who said I'd never amount to nothing. Yeah, I love it. Well, you had terrible teachers. <laughs> like, you will never amount yeah. to anything, child. <laughs> I want to be a rapper when I grow up. You will never amount <laughs> to anything. Oh, I know this. What, like, what is it? It's so familiar. Dang. I don't know. Sugar Ray. Oh. Every mo- no, it's not that. No. Who's the other one? And I'd give up forever to touch you. I feel like it might be Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, this is No Scrubs. Call on that. By who? By the great TLC. T-Boz, Left Eye and Chili. Oh, okay. There's a really funny response song to this called No Pigeons. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But no, I don't want no scrubs. A scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me, hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. So she could never be be in the medical profession then if she's... No scrubs. All right, this is our last one. All right, last oh, yeah. one, people. We promise. <laughs> no, people are loving this. <laughs> are they? Yes. <laughs> you know this one, Mike? No, no, not a chance. One, two, three into the boat. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre oh, is at yeah. the dope, ready to make an entrance. So back on up. And then I'm going to do the clean version. Because you know what? i got to pull the strap out the cut. That's not the original version, but I'm doing the sanitizer. Wow, so you know both versions of the song. And what is it called? Ain't nothing but a G-thing, baby. Oh, okay. I'm still uh, wrestling with uh, the No Scrubs initiative, so I don't know what the... What's a G-thing? Like a gangster thing. You know, like, it's nothing but a G-thing. Like, you know, it's nothing but a gangster thing. All right. Well, th- is that it? Are you? He's yes. typing it in. Okay. And Ain't nothing but. Oh, oh, dude. yeah, yeah. So, oh, and there's like a very famous video where it's like funny. It's got like I don't know. It's, you know, it's kind of a movie, a cinematic treatment of the song. And at the beginning, it's like Snoop Doggy Dog. You need to get a jobby job. Oh, it's dear. like his dad telling him that. It's great. <laughs> like kids these days. Hey, we got 13 out of 16. Not bad. And the average score it's telling us was 11. Hey, I think that was enjoyable for everyone. We're above average. (laughs) 
I do think it was enjoyable. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for your uh, your question that you sprung on us in the first part of the section uh, of this podcast. I feel like I'm, I'm the rhythm of that that quiz has thrown me off. I feel like I'm just stuttering. Why don't you close up the show? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> We've reduced Mike to a stuttering, whimpering mass. That's okay. Uh, the buffoon and the profound. Um, so folks, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, we hope that you enjoy it. We trust that you did. We trust that you know a lot about music from the nineties. If not, don't worry. We'll have another profound topic and another zany, wacky, silly thing, uh, to do next time here on Light Trees Walking. And I'll get better by then. No, I'm fine. I think that quiz was good. I just it, it was, was a great quiz, but it, it, the rhythm of it, it was a weird rhythm with the typing. So hopefully, the you people hung with it. I think you did. Because oh, if you're hearing this, you're still here. You're, they're loyal listeners and fans, Mike. All right. Well, we'll see you next time on Like Trees Walk. <laughs> right.